The Print Files, where we bring you the inside story on the printing industry by Print21, the people who know print. Good day and welcome to the latest issue of The Print Files, the podcast for the Australian and New Zealand print industry from Print21, the people who know print. In this episode, I'm delighted to welcome Kelly Northwood, CEO of The Real Media Collective. Kelly actually needs no introduction. Everyone in the industry knows she's probably been the leading advocate for print for a decade or more through such bodies as Two Sides, the Australian Paper Industry Association, the Australian Catalogue Association, and since 2018, The Real Media Collective. She's also a regular guest speaker at industry events here and overseas. Now the collective is to merge with the Print and Visual Communications Association, giving print one united body and one voice. And Kelly will be CEO. Welcome, Kelly. Um, Kelly, maybe we can actually start by asking about the merger, uh, Real Media Collective Print and Visual Communication Association. Is it a done deal or are there still issues to be worked through? There's never issues, Wayne, always the optimist. Uh, it's more, uh, uh, look, it's a process. These are two very large organisations and both are governed under different pieces of government legislation. And we have um, two membership bodies. Um, the members own us, uh, so the vote will go through to our members. Um, as far as a done deal, the two boards have negotiated uh, for some years. This has not been a very quick process of full due diligence has been done um, and now we believe uh, that we are ready and, and to present to our TRMC members um, a very successful outcome and a positive negotiation that uh, offers great benefit to our members. Our members will then uh, need to vote on this. Uh, we will be merging into the registered organisation that is PVCA. And uh, so our members, we need to secure a 75% vote uh, in in the um, confirmation of, and from there we will then uh, notify our relevant um, government bodies. And then it will be a done deal. And then it will be a done deal. Okay, and assuming then that it all goes through, and we're presuming with you and the board of of, uh, TRMC backing it, that the members are open to it at least, and we'll be looking uh, to your leadership to take them through it. Assuming it all goes through, what are the benefits for print businesses of one merged organisation? Certainly, um, you know, from both sides, both uh, TRMC and PVCA offer a range of um, independent products and services. Uh, And in the merge, uh, particularly in year one, uh, the PVCA members will have access to TRMC's campaigns and programmes. And likewise, TRMC members will have benefit Uh, to the PVCA products and services. So um, that'll be an expanded member offering, a benefit whilst maintaining a stable fee structure. Uh, But also we are deduplicating. We don't need to have double ups in resources and and costs and rents and and, ancillaries and all the things that running two independent organisations. So that means we we should have more... um, sort of secure budgeting and funds that we can do more for the combined membership. So for the, if I'm a, a print business owner, the, the two organisations coming together, as you say, takes out a duplication, gives it one voice. The, the uh, services that I had before, they're all still going to be available to me. Absolutely. There's a continuity of service um, commitment on both sides. So under the the uh, both boards' negotiations, uh, continuity of service um, is a mandate. So nothing will be dropped. Uh, rather, 
as I say, the, the merged entity will have access to a little bit more budgeting that we can do more. And also, uh, as a united body, one voice, uh, we will have the opportunity to lobby harder, we'll have a more powerful reach, uh, we'll have stronger um, membership. Uh, and there's also, there are members out there, or sorry, industry stakeholders out there and companies that aren't members and they might, might also now see uh, an improved service offering under United Roof that uh, we hope will bring more members in. Yeah, and I guess what you're saying there is the two elements to the association, one is serving the individual member uh, with their needs, and then the other is lobbying and serving the industry as a whole with all its various stakeholders, government, customers, those kind of different areas. Do you, do you think the channels to government that the print industry has which has up to this point been disparate, but now with one group, do you think there's channels to government, state and federal, federal and to policymakers? Are they open to the print industry or is it a work in progress? Or is the government really not interested in print, fixated on digital communications, as it sometimes appears? I think uh, we, United, we certainly, I think that's a nice word, disparate. I think United, we will have um, a far stronger presence and response. Uh, I, I do believe, and we're in election uh, election period over here in Australia, every second word is local manufacturing, uh, regional jobs, um, you know, investing in sovereign um, facilities and provisions here. Um, I believe the print industry is a very strong story to tell. 358,000 direct employees, uh, approximately 342,000 indirect. That's a, one of the largest manufacturing employees across the country uh, and very large regional employment uh, across the paper mills um, for one. Um, and the other side is uh, over 90% of the print businesses are small businesses. So our industry aligns very well with federal government policy on both sides. Um, uh, opposition yeah. and coalition of government. So we have a great opportunity. United, we can make that um, communication into government and the, the wants uh, of industry much clearer, which I believe will be more successful. Okay. Well, we can see that. And uh, uh, one voice is much easier for everyone to listen to, clearly, uh, which is one of the more exciting things about this merger. I think I'm correct in saying, Kelly, aren't I, that members of the Merged Association will include all kinds of print businesses, from the smaller owner-operator outfits in regional towns, medium-sized printers, up to the big boys, and, and the franchise printers. And those companies coming from different sectors, commercial printers, catalogue printers, label printers, packaging printers, sign display printers. How will the new association manage all those different types of businesses and sectors that they're in? There's certainly, there's two parts. So there's certainly um, strong core alignment um, across the nine awards that we all operate under. So, and that, that reaches out into um, you know, training and skills. Um, it reaches out into industrial relations, workplace relations, health and safety. So there, you know, there is a core alignment across all of those pillars that you just identified that clearly is we are all one industry and, and that is underlining as a foundation. And, and to your question earlier around digital comms, you know, there, there is um, digital communications, digital media is, is a disruptor. So there's a common alignment, again, across the core for all of us in that regard. 
However, um, to the second part, really, um, which is also equally important, that we have started drafting um, the pillars or verticals across the channel, uh, sorry, across the industry, because each of those verticals require a nuance. So, uh, you know, the two sides campaign will have some some very strong commercial print um, content, but also we're developing a packaging content piece around the environmental credentials uh, for packaging. We're also now starting to work with our embellishment partners around foiling and so on. So all of those verticals just will require um, some of the campaigns to be nuanced and expanded, but certainly the overarching strategy and belief is those core um, foundation um, elements of all of our industries, what aligns us and can represent everyone equally. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense what you're saying, the, the core, those core pillars that uh, printers of whatever type and size they are share. And uh, great to hear that the association will be representing all of them and is able to work in that way to ensure that each of them feels represented and actually is represented. And, and in fact, that brings me on to my next point. The merger between the two biggest associations obviously throws up questions for the multiple smaller associations there are in this industry, Kelly. FPLMA, Flexo, ASGA, LIA, FESP Australia, NZ, SDIA, SDA, and as well as the Suppliers Association, Visual Communications. And What do you think the merger of uh, TRMC and PVCA means for these smaller organisations? We already, uh, both PVCA and TRMC, already work um, very closely with all of those organisations uh, and we don't see any any change in those arrangements. Again, if we're lobbying for different initiatives, we often will co-sign, co-support each other's submissions. We um, will often share awards. We uh, come together at, at industry events um, we don't see any change in that. Uh, some smaller or grassroots, to coin a phrase, uh, associations are doing tremendous work and um, they might need a bit of support. And if we're united and strong and can help uh, a little bit more, well, that's um, that's a great outcome for industry. So um, I, think, um, I think it's a positive. I think uh, the industry and members, and certainly since the announcement of the merger, I have had this feedback that members want to see the associations working closer together. Um, everyone's budgets is, are getting more and more limited to fund each and every uh, association. So how we can work better on projects in that regard, I think, is important um, for our members um, and then longer-term industry. And, and, of course, you have a close relationship with other associations. I'm thinking of Women in Print, which the, the Breakfast series is, is currently underway as we're recording this podcast. That's kind of managed within the auspices of your association, the TRMC I'm talking about at the moment. But it's an independent kind of association, isn't it? Yeah, and women in print uh, 17 years young um, and uh, certainly we, um, you know, we were approached by women in print. They were needing support of a, a larger organisation, some resources and access um, to sort of take it to another level. Uh, which uh, didn't take very long for our board to agree, very supportive yeah. of um, the program. We need to have um, a stronger diversity and inclusion focus across our industry. We are a male-dominated industry. Um, we have so much more um, 
to offer female talent, young and 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 working all the way through the ages. So we uh, work with Women in Print as a secretariat arrangement. We manage Women in Print. They are independent, um, and and that will continue. Uh, we do the same with the Australasian Paper Industry Association, um, and again, they will all continue our services to to those organisations will continue. It's important to keep um, a paper industry association separate uh, to the producers because there is uh, some very specific federal legislation um, around illegal logging legislation, around packaging, food requirements and so on that um, the paper industry association has very solid input on uh, into those discussions with government councils. So we don't want to um, lose that power but we, we still want to work as closely as we can and we do so proudly with women in print and um, strategically and professionally with RPR. Yeah, okay, terrific. Um, the two organisations, two associations, PVCA and TRMC, had slightly different fees. And the PVCA was a, a more universal, TRMC was more on demand. How will that work? Or have you got as far as discussing how that will work in the new merged association? We certainly uh, certainly discussed and recognised there are two structures. Um, PVCA is, as you say, uh, you know, it's based on turnover and number of employees. Uh, TRMC is based on turnover and also a user pay structure to the services that uh, um, are adopted. So both entities certainly have discussed that we need to review uh, our membership model. However, a commitment has been made in year one uh, no members uh, will be penalised, there'll be no changes, um, which gives us all time to engage with members and work through what's the best model. Um, some of our models are very out of date. So certainly TRMC uh, over the past two years has been reviewing our model and working with the associations forum on what other associations are doing. Uh, certainly cognizant that, uh, you know, particularly past um, COVID uh, yeah. or even during, um, we yeah. moved to sort of monthly payment um, options. We moved to, you know, quarterly. We're just different structures while people were struggling with cash flow. So certainly in year one we will, we will be and we have committed, both boards have committed that one of my first directives is to build a membership model um, that accommodates members' needs and um, the current, um, you know, requirements of industry today. Okay, terrific. Um, Kelly, you'll be CEO of the Newly Merged Association. You, as we all know, have been leading in the print and advocating on its behalf for many years. Um, can you tell us briefly, how did you first get into print? Where, where did you come from and what's your journey been over that time? Well, truth be told, Wayne, I should be sitting on your side of the desk because uh, I'm a journalist by trade. <laughs> and uh, on uh, my first cadetship, uh, which was a community newspaper in Western Sydney, um, I wrote a fantastic story. It was a brilliant story. And when I handed it to my editor, my editor said, who did you source that from? I said, oh, no, I made that up. And he, he promptly, promptly sent me down to the advertising department where I then progressed in my career uh, in advertising and then later into marketing uh, agency land and in a marketing space I worked in um, for a CRM uh, agency and got very much involved with loyalty programs and from there I went into more business systems um, and uh, have never left print since. I've, I've worked 
large organizations like Moore and Gion, but also um, growing uh, and entrepreneurial at, at that time, very much um, uh, focused on a particular offering and a specialized offering when I uh, joined Finsbury, Finsbury Green. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you, obviously you've been in the industry for, well, a few, a few summers, more than a few summers. When you get up in the morning, Kelly, you know, the, you've got a full agenda You've got a lot going on. Where does your motivation come from? You've been, you know, you've been there. You've spoken to a lot of people. Where does your motivation come from to get to get going that day and, and continue with your leadership role? Uh, I think uh, I come from a family with a, a long history. Of, uh, you know, my father's a career cop of forty odd years. I think I have this fight for the underdog, and I think our industry has such amazing stories and has applies so much innovative thinking and engineering across our manufacturing. We are greenies uh, because, uh, you know, we must run optimised and extremely efficient uh, manufacturing facilities. We cannot waste anything in our industry. And yet, uh, unfortunately, in recent times, we are constantly, um, you know, navigating ATO sending out printed postcards, mind you, saying print is extinct. Um, we hear newspaper after newspaper articles in magazines and marketing magazines that the print is dead. We're using more paper uh, in offices than ever before. Um, and that's what motivates me because behind all of those um, uneducated sayings and news articles in, in magazine, marketing magazines is an industry uh, of extremely hard workers, uh, people really committed to their businesses and producing um, amazing pieces of craft uh, for their customers. They work all hours. Uh, where there's this deadline, they'll work 24 hours. And that's what gets me up in the morning because I think they deserve a fair fight. You will be the CEO of the new organisation. The industry is cheered by that. And Charles Watson, uh, I'll, ask, I'll have to ask, will he be remaining as the general manager of IR and governance in his current role? And, and is his role, because uh, obviously he's a very well-qualified uh, person to have on board, is his role to deal with individual inquiries from individual princes, Kelly, or does he have a more strategic role and, in, and only gets involved in the more complex or broader cases in the industry? Certainly, uh, Charles uh, will be uh, coming across. Uh, he's a key, key uh, executive in the TRMC team. Uh, he also has uh, some 17 years experience across our industry and, and he's truly a specialist across the nine awards um, from an industrial relations perspective. Uh, he has former history. He worked at uh, the Printing Industries Association and therefore knows a lot of the PBCA members already, which is a lovely segue um, to start off with. Um, we will uh, be offering um, in the new PBCA model a hybrid IR solution, which will include uh, Charles as a dedicated resource with with the specialties I just explained, as well as um, the existing PBCA hotline uh, solution and online solution. The hybrid solution assists when, you know, we've all got those quick sort of um, low-hanging fruit questions. They um, they can be serviced very quickly. And then for the more detailed, um, perhaps 
bit more specific advice or needing to have a little bit more, then Charles will certainly be able to step in. That will be a transition process. Currently, the TRMC members are very used to picking up the phone. Um, and also, by the same token, the PVCA members are used to perhaps more of a hotline, um, quicker um, you know, online solution in, in, in their needs. So it'll be a transition for members to um, find out and navigate which one works for them best at which, which point in time. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's yeah, that's good to hear. Uh, great to have Charles on board too. Um, it's going to be a big twelve months for print, well, for every industry in Australia. Some huge issues going on, of course, with shipping, labour issues um, coming out of COVID, uh, government relations. What What do you think, Kelly? What would you say are the biggest issues that are currently facing the print industry and, and printers? It could be a long list. Uh, There are many uh, challenges our industry faces. Uh, That said, certainly I think we need to address uh, our talent acquisition and retention. Uh, We do have an ageing workforce and we need to build in programs um, that attract um, the next generation, younger people into our industry, improve apprenticeship uh, awareness. It's it's not just... um, consideration, we need to actually let school school leavers know uh, about our industry and the great opportunities available. Those opportunities aren't necessarily um, direct print operator apprenticeships. They're also, um, you know, we talked about my career. I've had 20 years, uh, was last year, um, across a wide range of sales, marketing, uh, different um, areas and opportunities across the industry. So talent acquisition and retention, understanding the um, ageing demographic of our workforce is is critical. Uh, Bringing in skilled and unskilled um, labour is also critical and making sure that the training programs are uh, up to scratch. Um, Secondly, you know, it's it's a perfect storm at the moment um, with um, Russia's invasion into Ukraine, supplied um, issues of production um, from COVID, UPM's industrial uh, dispute, However, the, there is certainly, you know, over the next 12 to 18 months, serious concern around supply and cost of raw materials uh, for our region. Uh, that is not improving. Um, we, we need to understand how we can stabilise consistent supply, uh, not just in Australia. Australia is a little bit better, but New Zealand is, is seriously uh, under threat of supply. Um, you know, we can't print if we don't have paper. Um, there's only so many different substrates we can use, and that's a serious problem. And the cost of that is, um, given that we are a small population in both New Zealand and Australia, by comparison to the US, for example, um, is a serious problem for us. Uh, and and certainly possibly my top three would be energy, energy costs uh, and looming carbon um, taxes, uh, levies, uh, no one wants to call them taxes, no one wants to say anything in the election right now. However, we are watching very closely uh, and certainly on both sides of government what is being said around uh, carbon offsets and credits. Our industry needs to take control of that discussion for ourselves, develop a carbon calculator and mapping tool so we can set an industry standard and then advise government what an appropriate target is for our industry. Um, That aligned with energy costs uh, is going to be critical for us. Yeah, well, I would say 
Kathy High reports on many things, and those three three areas that you've identified there are absolutely spot on. I was at a major new printer in Melbourne actually yesterday, and they made major investment in the plant. They said the biggest problem was getting staff, uh, and you, you know Melbourne's five million people live there. You wouldn't think they would have a problem, but they do. Um, and then of course supply. We will, we all know the travails of Ovato in uh, in New Zealand because of that, and energy. So. It's great to hear the association has got those issues uh, in its sights, clearly in its sights, and is now speaking with one voice to the people it needs to speak to. One other area, perhaps, is the uh, environmental issue. I know you've been heavily involved in this over the years through two sides particularly. PVCA has got a sustainable green program, which is more uh, how to actually transform as a print business. Um, do you feel a print business has made headway in addressing the misconception that, that print is a negative on the environment um, or do you think that we've still got a long way to go there? I think we are closing the gap and certain um, you know consumer initiatives of plastic bags um, being removed from supermarkets and um, you know selling paper bags uh, you know for 10 cents and things like this assisted in the consumer dialogue you know, the barbecue conversation uh, around the environmental credentials of, of paper. Uh, I still feel our industry could do a bit better uh, in understanding how to communicate the environmental credentials of our industry. We, we can be very proud of our record. In Australia, 87% of paper is recycled from household products. That's one of the highest numbers in the world um, and highly recyclable substrate. It has a very strong commercial recyclable program. A lot of e-waste programs or e-digital products can be recycled. However, there's no commercial program that is actually recycling them because it costs uh, very expensive to recycle them. However, paper is highly recyclable. It's also made from a renewable resource and um, we are one of the largest tree planting reforestation industries globally. Uh, Australia and New Zealand forests have grown uh, significantly, double digits uh, over the past seven years, and uh, that renewable resource contributes to a reduction in CO2 emissions as well. As young trees grow, the sequestration of those young trees actually, like Toddlers and teenagers, they uh, they consume a lot more and um, young trees also consume a lot more carbon. So planting uh, tree farms and, um, and, and then harvesting those and then replanting um, those tree farms is a significant contributor to um, managing climate change. So we need to speak a little bit more confidently um, when the environment word is mentioned. Uh, we're getting more targeted and customised than ever on, on, mass, on mass media, newspapers, magazines, catalogues. So the waste is significantly reduced. Um, all of these things should be flowing freely off every member across our industries. Uh, lips uh, and be very everyone needs to be I think just on top of their game with some of these stats so that uh, we can all do our part um, I always say we're all the foot soldiers to amplify the messages and um, I, I do think the gap is closing I certainly think there is a higher awareness than possibly uh, 10 11 years ago when uh, I remember first starting two sides and it was very difficult um, to have these conversations however now I think we are getting there um, however 
in, in my perfect world, I'd like every one of, of, of us, member or not, across the industry to have a very clear two or three top-of-mind statements that they can make with accuracy and great pride about our environmental credentials. Yeah, and Two Sides is a great resource for all printers out there to pop on the website and you'll see those stats are all there, clear clear as a bell for you to use in whatever circumstance you find yourself, whether in front of customers or, as Kelly says, around the barbecue. Um, Kelly, perhaps we can move on to one of the more uh, thorny relationships that Prince had over the years, or recent years anyway in particular, and that's with Australia Post. Um, Australia Post caught plenty of flack from the print industry over recent years. But clearly, print and post need each other. Uh, would you say Australia Post is committed to the print industry? How would you describe the relationship today? The uh, Australia Post, um, they have sat on the TRMC board. Uh, they don't currently, but they have um, historically. And um, a shout out to, I think, one of the, the greatest diplomat diplomats in uh, I've ever come across in, in Mark Roberts, who is the head of mail products at Australia Post, um, there have been times uh, where, where Mark and I are fierce, fierce, uh, um, fiercely on opposite sides, shall we say, and certainly uh, have argued our point and argued a lot of those submissions are on public record where we have fought very fiercely against uh, business mail price increases um, and also the basic postal rate increases of the stamp price. Uh, however, you know, we have continued, and Australia Post, despite some of those battles, has continued to their credit to support um, the campaigns that we run. And, in fact, uh, Australia Post, across TRMC's membership, is uh, the second largest uh, investor across those campaigns from financial funding. Um, that doesn't change the fact that we don't have uh, our disagreements at times, but the relationship is professional enough and sound enough to, you know, we're out of the boxing ring now. Let's talk about what we're doing to um, support and endorse and grow the industry as, as, as we should. Uh, additionally, over uh, throughout COVID and, and, and this year also, uh, and one which I can give you the scoop right now on, uh, we have negotiated with Australia Post on incentives. So uh, where we are limited by regulation across the business mail prices, we have negotiated incentives. So incentives for ch new charity mail. So this year, charities that uh, had perhaps reduced or pulled back from mailing through COVID, they were given an additional rebate incentive discount um, for going returning to, to mail. So, and the one that was announced today and uh, um, will be out in next couple of days to the industry is a new user incentive. So anyone who hasn't uh, used mail products or um, engaged a, a mail campaign before any company or business, um, they will receive a 20%, an additional 20% discount off the business mail price. So we can, as printers, uh, go to some of those prospects that we think a mail campaign would be terrific opportunity for and and pitch in a sales opportunity we'll print this and we'll get this mailed and and australia post will give you a 20 percent discount to trial it that's an incentive to bring in some new customers and and we believe an incentive to bring in some new volumes so yes uh yes it's true we we have had our battles uh, however um we also have had many successes and we do have to work together. There is only one in Australia. Um, we also work very closely with NZ Post um, in similar models. 
Uh, well, it's really good to hear that communication channels are, are open and good and uh, and strong enough to accommodate disagreements and discussion on the way forward. Um, Kelly Prince, as we all know, has been buffeted over recent years with one thing or another. Printers could be for, forgiven for feeling a little under the cosh. Uh, but there are clear examples of printers and print sectors doing well. Heidelberg, for instance, has put in a dozen new presses over the last year in this region. Uh, EPAC, uh, Digital Flexible Packaging Plant, I was there yesterday, a new $10 million plant in Melbourne. Uh, outdoor media spends on track to get back to its pre-COVID level. Label printers have had a boom two years. Uh, so although print has been under the cosh in many areas, it's not in others. But where would you say, where can printers find an injection of confidence? Uh, it's kind of an ingredient that they need to move out of the COVID slump. There's a few elements of confidence. One to your question earlier um, regarding federal government. Is federal government uh, really interested in, in what we're, we're doing? Certainly the asset write-off um, was of significant um, assistance to our industry in up through COVID updating, taking that opportunity to upgrade or update equipment and software. Uh, you know, these things aren't cheap and being able to um, engage in that from um, Treasury was important. Um, that has assisted also, you know, Heidelberg and, and other um, original equipment manufacturers uh, having some boosts um, in sales and for printers to then also modernise um, and become more efficient and more profitable. So that's it's been a nice opportunity um, and there's still some opportunities that are rolling out from that. Um, the, there's also diversification and we've been talking about this as an industry, um, you know, pre-COVID, uh, how printers can diversify their offering you know, labels you mentioned, packaging, um, solutions, so um, e-commerce, uh, web-to-print sort of solutions. These are all, um, you know, you see some very interesting um, approaches, the photo books, um, education uh, ordered to print, um, people being very innovative. In COVID, people, uh, companies we saw printing, um, you know, PPE and going into that sort of space. So the diversification of offering is important, um, but also in the mass uh, media section, sector of newspapers, magazines, catalogues. Um, those volumes have rebounded to pre-COVID volumes. Newspapers have stabled after some successive years of decline. Magazine subscriptions are up. Uh, so there is a lot to be buoyed by in as much as perhaps We've had some challenges with um, you know, declines. However, those declines by sector um, have, have stabilised and in the sectors that are improving, packaging labels, outdoor, uh, it's actually increasing. So there's a great opportunity. Okay, fantastic. We we uh, we we do see that the industry is evolving. The, the EPAC plant that I was on yesterday was a, a prime example of that, starting a new business to serve a new market that the trend in society for bespoke uh, bespoke products, uh, particularly in the food and beverage market, they are meeting that trend. So yeah, there are opportunities there. Kelly, um, the newly merged association, you're going to present yourself for the first time at PackPrint. What are you going to be saying to printers at that show? Certainly the opportunity at PackPrint or the industry coming together is our first opportunity to move away from the webinars, the Zooms. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we, we've had them all, haven't we? Uh, that face-to-face, uh, -face, uh, good old-fashioned, um, bringing our members together. 
and and starting the very important cultural transition uh, to you know move uh, a combined membership to thinking I'm a TRMC member or a PVCA member, but really be able to at Pack Print start that journey of uh, we are one PVCA, one industry member. And a big part of that will be announcing um, the engagement program, so the repositioning program, for all of our members to have a, a say and be involved in the rebranding, the renaming and the strategy for um, the new entity um, and how we are going to do all of the things that we need to do but achieve it uh, working together. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks, Kelly. Uh, I think we've learned from this episode of the Print 21 Files that the new association is there for its members, uh, is open to have input from those members. Please make sure that when you go to PackPrint, you take time to talk to Kelly and her team at the show. Uh, ask her uh, what uh, the association can do for you, which is, as we've heard, plenty. Uh, and let's, as um, Kelly said, let's use this as a time, as a call to arms uh, for the whole industry to get behind the new association and uh, show the world, and particularly the governments, uh, the stakeholders, the retailers, the customers, the suppliers, that we are capable of speaking with one voice for what has been a fragmented industry in the past. That's it uh, for this episode. Thanks so much to Kelly for coming on. Thank you, Wayne. I appreciate the support um, from yourself and also the entire Print 21 team, not only across this merger, but over the past years. And we look forward to continuing it throughout the, the next chapter. Okay, thanks very much, Kelly. That's it for this episode of the Print 21 Files. This is me, Wayne Robinson, editor of Print 21, signing off for another time. The Print Files podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of Print 21, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Print 21, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast's audio, please contact Print 21 via their website, that's print21.com.au, or send an email to editor at print21.com.au. You can subscribe to The Print Files via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on the printing industry at print21.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast.